Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Rate the Record podcast, episode six. Yes, this one is six, not the one from last week. That was five A and B. So those were just special occasions, but this is the real episode six. Yes. And you are joined by your hosts, Chris and... Savannah. Okay, so you are Savannah. I am Chris. I, I'm going to yes. have to write that down. Yes, well, <laughs> I, I finally remembered. So I just have to keep looking myself in the mirror and go, you are Savannah. You are Savannah. You are Chris. No, no, you are Savannah. <laughs> It's I'll like a it mantra. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I'm Chris because I have the better musical taste. But anyway, <laughs> yes, okay. that is us. We run this podcast here. Yes. And of course, we're on, you know, YouTube, Spotify and Apple. But if you are on YouTube right now, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Don't forget to leave comments because we are trying to build a community here and we want you to be a part of it. And that's the best way you could possibly do it right now. But if you're also listening on the audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just follow along, hit the subscribe button, uh, leave reviews, comments. I'm not certain how the audio world works with this but uh-huh. regardless all of that helps build us up into one big community and again yes. you are part of that too so with that out of the way though uh we can welcome back everyone who's been here before if you have seen the previous episodes welcome back we're glad that you decided to join us again and we hope that you will continue to move forward with us uh-huh. but to those of you who haven't been here before well first off welcome to you as well we hope you Hello. enjoy your stay you are part of this conversation too but if you don't know what this podcast is let us explain it to you just a weensy bean so first, Savannah and I choose an album every single week, either by random, special occasion, or viewer's choice. We do something along those lines, we pick it, we discuss it, we rate the songs, and then we rate the record. Woo! I'm getting better at saying all this every single week. It's getting cleaner and faster. And it's no longer a surprise that we rate the record on rate the record. So I'm more comfortable with what we're doing. I'm sick of the hundreds of emails we get saying, what exactly do you do on rate the record? And then we just respond with rate the record smiley face. Well, I got angry one time and on all caps, listen, smart ass. (laughs) (laughs) They are now blocked. Well, speaking of swearing at people for unnecessary reasons, <laughs> see, these transitions are getting better, too. I like this. Love it. Love anyway, it. and yeah, speaking of not yelling at people and actually having smooth transitions, um, we like to read a disclaimer every single week to make sure that we're all on the same page in regards to, like, you know, respecting others' opinions, mm-hmm. not biting each other's heads off and bullying. We don't want any of that. No so there's jerks. No jerks allowed, period. And... We're very serious about it. So serious, we have this written disclaimer, and it is the following. The following thoughts and opinions we are going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. See, I just got this whole thing set up now. I can just start doing this. It, once I have it memorized, though, I'll like do actions into the camera. Ah, oh, we can start doing some TikTok dances with the disclaimer. Says the person who has yet to upload a TikTok yet. Just calling you out now. Okay, so uh, the album we're doing today. Gotcha. 
So yes, go ahead and tell uh, tell everyone what we're doing today. Because today we are doing Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, that's the name, with the album Damn the Torpedoes. Mm-hmm. This is Savannah's pick this week. And yes. as you listen to the show, you may see why. <laughs> is that all you have to say about it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's it. Let's jump right in. Um, okay, so I have, a little bit of, Petty? <laughs> I have a little bit of information for you. So, all right, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They were formed in 1976 in Gainesville, Florida. Prior to this, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers guitarist Mike Campbell and keyboardist Ben Montench were in a band called Mud Crutch. They had a record deal that just didn't go anywhere, so they broke up. Stan Lynch and Ron Blair later joined on drums and bass, respectively. Damn the Torpedoes was their third album released on October 19th, 1979 on Backstreet Records. Singles from the album include Don't Do Me Like That, Refugee, and Here Comes My Girl. Damn the Torpedoes hit number two on the Billboard Top 100 and is certified three times platinum in the United States and two times platinum in Canada. The record placed 313th on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time in 2003. In 2012, they slid two spots to 315th, and in 2020, they were pushed up to 231. So not bad, not bad. Wow, uh, some people must have some very strong opinions regarding this album. In, In the last, what, eight years they they really did or all the other ones just were terrible so well maybe today our review of this album will either make it go a little higher or <clears throat> tank it a little bit um but we will see going forward talking about tom petty and the heartbreakers and damn the torpedoes Okay, so why don't we discuss the songs then? Because there's not many on this album. So if you watched last week, 17 tracks of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and 13 for Nirvana. So realistically, 30 songs in one day. That was a very long day of reviewing. But yes, this this one's... has nine. Yeah, this one's way more short and sweet. (laughs) To the point, easier to listen to. Oh, yeah. Okay, so first song, speaking of one of the singles, Refugee. So what do you think about Refugee? Um, well, just a spoiler, I've always loved this song, so it is not the worst. Um, there's something about the guitar tone in this song that just, I don't know what it does to my brain, but it just makes me feel good. And it also might be the analog sound of it. It's very sort of scratchy and old i guess i don't really know how to pinpoint it but it doesn't sound like it was recorded straight to a compact disc <laughs> so i yeah. i really like that that part of it and uh yeah i don't know i i don't know if if i if i really really like it or if it's just exposure therapy because i've heard it so many times yeah, yeah. uh i guess going back for a second on the note about like the way it sounds with the like the analog and the production like Uh, I usually kind of make this note like right at the top of like every review, like if it really needs to stand out. But yes, the production is solid on this entire Mm -hmm. album. It sounds very clean. Yeah, it's that old analog feel. I don't know if it's scratchy because it actually sounds like really clean and smooth. Yeah, it's hard to describe like, yeah, just like kind of like this very smooth style of production, very clean all throughout, like 
I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'm not really good with the uh, analog side of things because I'm very much a dig- digital producer, so that's me. Well, the uh, co-producer was uh, Jimmy Iovine, so it's probably contributed to the sound. He's pretty notorious, although I can't tell you what else he's done. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't write that down. There's Google. But um, yeah, like I, I, this album was released in 79, right? Yeah. Uh, so it was definitely in the area era of like uh, like big record labels, studios with like the clean, polished sound and everything mm-hmm. like that. Everything was perfect, done in a million takes type thing. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's kind of explaining of it. Uh, me personally, uh, I mean, I guess depending on if you hear this song a lot on classic rock radio, like if you listen to classic rock radio, you will hear this song a lot. So this is one of the ones I've heard a lot. Yeah. Um, so that kind of pushed it back a little for me because I am I'm personally kind of tired of hearing this one. Oh. I've heard it a lot. Um, to be a hundred percent honest, I don't really like his vocals on this track at all. Oh no! I don't like. He's got a good range on him, but he steps out of it too often. Uh-huh. And when he starts getting a little higher, especially in the chorus, it's just the it's like the ugliest sound. I I just yeah, leave like like I can't do. It. <laughs> I I have that comment for a, a song coming up, so I I agree with that. Yes. Um. Also, too, it would have. It would have felt nice if the verses, each verse, like, kind of felt different from one another, but all of them were the same, so this song just kind of just blended into one flat pile, you know? Just, like, nothing really kind of grabbed me about it. Um, This song reminds me of something you would hear at, like, a bar that's not quite a dive, but it's still not, like, the best bar in the city. It's like like one of those bar bands comes up and play this, like, this is the song I imagine hearing. Well, you probably have. (laughs) I probably have. I've been to to some good bars. I've been to some shit bars around the city, and I can tell you right now, this is probably one of the ones out here at the bad ones. Yeah. I'm not particularly fond of this song, but, I mean, like, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world, but... We have, uh, let's just say, different opinions of this track. Uh, it is quite apparent, yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, the thing that sticks out the most is just I enjoy the the guitar tone. And whether it was an instrumental or not, I would still enjoy that. So that's I think the number one thing in the song. If you if you wanted me to pick out something that stands out the most, again, nothing really did. But like, I guess even instrumentally, like the organ being probably mm-hmm. like the loudest instrument. So you have that just carrying the chord progression through the entire song. So that's that's fine, I guess. But just yeah, like other than that, like nothing just popped out to me. So I don't know what this what else to say about it. Well, we've gotten off to a great start so oh, far. Oh, and it's only gonna get better. I promise you. <laughs> I like. I am more curious about this week to see if we match on anything than yeah, literally anything else. To be honest, I thought we might, but just just your review of the first track i'm not very hopeful that our uh i don't know i don't know i'm not i'm not hopeful i was hopeful last week but not so much which is strange because you you didn't feel too highly of that album but yet we matched like three times (laughs) yeah maybe we'll get at least one out of them i'll say we get at least uh, the very least one Mm. Uh, I hope it, so. I hope I, so. It will not be top three. I'm just, I may actually, maybe it might be. We'll see, yeah. uh, depending on what your reactions on certain songs going forward. Yeah. Speaking of going forward, 
Another transition. Uh, Here comes My Girl, a song that, uh, unlike the last one, I actually appreciated the composition of this track. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely not bad. I really like the the spoken style of vocals. It reminds me a lot of George Thorogood, actually. Oh, yeah? Just, like, the tone of his voice and just the way he was doing it just kind of reminds me you'd hear something, like, for George Thorogood. Yeah. Uh, my only issue, well, it's not my only issue, but like one of the biggest issues with this track with me is like, I like the verse a lot, but the payoff of transitioning into the chorus is so weak. Yeah. Like the chorus, the, the verse is, is so well done, but then the chorus just gets like really soft and just, I don't know, it loses its integrity to me and just, it didn't feel good. Is it kind of like a, <clears throat> I, I guess the image that I have is like a, you know, a greaser with the leather jacket and he's like, oh, my girl, blah, blah. And then in the chorus, he's like, you know, all sweet and nice. And you're like, what? <laughs> this, is, this isn't the character you established in the beginning. I mean, maybe because like, yeah, like, I don't know. It feels like you're trying to build on one thing and then immediately switch to the next. It's just like, no, you, you got to get me more used to what you're doing in this part before you get me to this part. And this is this yeah. and the, the, the transition between the two is not well done and it's way too quick so i mean like yeah it just made me really dislike the course a lot if it's the transition that kind of he sort of raises and sort of screams a little that's the part that i did not appreciate the the vocals (laughs) didn't like it very much just that one well that's the that's the thing too is like even when he's singing he uh, he does that kind of climb before the chorus you didn't have to jump off that cliff you could have like done something on top of that cliff but no he he just like swan dives off that cliff into a big soft pool of flowers and stuff (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how else to describe that yeah i can agree with that um another thing i have written here too is um the way this song is structured and it's written and it's also obviously called here comes my girl this sounds a song that came out around the exact same time like give or take a little bit uh was here comes the night by streetheart oh and they 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 sound very similar kind of going into the uh the courses and everything like that so just i kept expecting him to say like here comes the night rather than here comes my girl (laughs) that's like that's like a minor little nitpicking thing i'm not gonna worry too much about that but yeah i like here comes the night better than this (laughs) yeah i uh I like this song. I don't really know sort of what to say about it because like, I don't know, just through the whole, even the whole course of the album, it just like, I don't know. There, there wasn't anything that's like, I don't know. Oh my God. I really like this part. Oh my God. I really like this part. It was just sort of, you know, you have the organs, you have some piano, you have some guitar and it's just sort of, it's the same cast of characters, just, you know, with a different wig on you can still tell it's the same person they're doing the same things it's just a little different but with this one i didn't realize how much the piano and and keyboard sounds really sort of fluff up the song like if they were missing you would kind of feel hollow and I, i kind of appreciate that a little bit so yeah i think you'll find that with like a lot of tracks like not even just on this album but in general like there's always one instrument that really makes the album yeah if you took it away it just sounds like crap and i know a lot of people say that about bass but you're never gonna have an album without a bass guitar that's just kind of weird yeah yeah um but my only other criticism of the song is uh that it felt like it stretched on a little too long could have cut off a little shorter i put the outro was a little long with no change it was just the same thing and then i 
wanted something else or just end it. If you want to spice it up a little bit, then then maybe the runtime will make sense. But yeah, here, which is kind of like, you could have probably made this like a three and a half minute track and it would have been just like your typical radio single, like... I mean, this one is a single, right? Yeah. Yeah, they could have just cut it down to three and a half minutes and have the typical radio length. And I'm pretty sure the song would have the exact same impact. I agree with that, for sure. So I guess we'll move on to the next track now. Uh, One that I actually thought was a single, because I've heard it on the radio before, is uh, Even the Losers. It was released as a single in Australia only, but I've definitely heard it on the radio many, it, many times. Yeah, it must have crossed the ocean at some point because, yeah. like, yeah, I, I've heard this on radio, uh, uh, Stingray Music, if anyone listens to that. I mean, I've heard it on there, too. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of exposure to this one. Um, so this is this is going to come up a couple times. The song kind of frustrated me a little bit. Oh, yeah? So the, the beginning of it... I was getting intrigued because it was like this weird percussive strumming, almost industrial sounding opening. Something was really different about it. I was like, okay, what are you doing with this track? And then suddenly it just drops out of nowhere at the 22nd mark. And just here comes the same thing you've heard twice already. This this song, I'm just like, no. And, And also too, like, this song just kind of felt like a demo, like yeah. not production wise. Again, like production wise is solid, but I mean, just how the song is written, just it feels like they had some ideas going into this, but yeah. then they're just they didn't bother thinking of anything else. Like, hey, we got a good verse, a good chorus. All right. That's the song. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I didn't really write much for this. It's I, I like the song. If it's playing, I won't turn it off. I will, you know, sometimes have it in my head. I'll purposely play it. But I don't know. I don't really have any positives or negatives that really stuck out with me other than, to me, it felt quick to the point. The the chorus was catchy. That's really it. Like, it's something I can listen to on the radio in passing. It just feels like I'm driving my car listening to it. It's just sort of, I don't know. It's a pleasing background song. <laughs> it mean, sounds terrible, but like. I, I, I get, I get that though, because like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in cars or just like in backyards with radios playing where the song comes on and just like, yeah, I'm not paying attention to it. I know it. I know what it is, but yeah. at the same time, it's just like, I'm not going to like focus on it. It's just like, just blend in with the environment around me. Yeah, you'll still have a conversation over it. Like, there are, uh, there, I mean, obviously there are songs that will pull me out of a conversation. Wait a minute, this song's on, I gotta listen to this, but this would, I don't think this would ever be that track. Yeah. I've been nothing but positive so far in my reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, uh, from here on out, uh, let me just take a look at my list real quick. All of the scores from here on out are above half. I'll, that's partial spoiler to my rankings. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Wait, what? What about song? Oh yeah, song nine. I'm just I, I didn't see that on the list too. We'll get to that when we get there. <laughs> We're almost there already. This is a very quick album. This is oh, gonna be no, a very like halfway. This is gonna be a very short episode. Yeah, I can just wild. keep talking about certain songs I don't like for a really long time. <laughs> don't doubt that at all. Really draw out that <laughs> runtime. <laughs> Gotta get that monetization, right? All right, so track number four, Shadow of a Doubt, and I believe in parentheses I don't have it written down, but it was A Complex Kid. Yes. 
So definitely more energy coming into this one. Uh, so it was rated a little higher just because of that. I'm like, okay, I can feel a little more with this track now. Yeah. Um, at least the course felt better this time. I literally have that as a note on its own because the courses so far really haven't held well with me. Yeah. Uh, not a bad track. Like, again, this is where things started to pick up. Maybe it's just me, but this time I was listening through speakers and not these headphones. Uh -huh. The guitar solo in the song, or what I thought was a guitar solo, was mixed so low that yeah. I didn't even think that it was a guitar solo. So I'm just like, who produced this? <laughs> who mixed this? This is the first song so far that I can actually hear the bass. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can hear it, hear it, so... There's actually a track coming up too where I, I make specific comments about the bass because it, there was one song again, wasn't too fond of, but the bass guitar was probably the best part of it. Mm -hmm. So I made it a, I made it a note to make a note about the bass guitar. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't have a, I, I literally only had two points for the song. Um, okay. So I, I don't know how much this makes sense. But I wrote down, so far, it sounds like an audio version of a photo album with the same filter, where it's like every single picture all looks the same. You, can, It's a different picture, but it's just a, you know, a wash of the same filter, the same color treatment. So I listened to the whole song and it just sort of, I knew there were different parts to it, but it all kind of hit one note with me, just kind yeah. of the same thing. This is again one of those songs that just kind of felt like the others, but again, because it had a little more energy to it, a little more bounce, uh, that's what made it stand out amongst them. Yeah. So that's probably the best thing I could say about it. Again, I mean, it's not a bad track. This one was fine. Yeah. But I mean, like, what I feel are like the best tracks are like still to come, but like this was definitely on its way up. Yeah. So I guess we'll just move yeah. on to yeah, song five now. Yeah, because really I got. didn't have a whole lot written. Actually, that's going to be a thing, too. I think there's a couple more tracks coming up where I don't really have a lot of notes. Yeah, without being tracks. redundant, right? Yeah. Uh, so song number five, the exact halfway point of this album, Century City. And my very first note, finally, some fun energy to carry me through a track. <laughs> I can picture the intro, like the... Or like the uh, soundtrack to the intro of a 1970s sitcom or something. Just yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It uh, it kind of feels like filler a little bit. Uh, I really like the guitar. That's just I'm just thinking. I just like Mike Campbell's guitar playing in general. Like mm -hmm. whether it's this album or not. Um, but with a minute to go, I was kind of done. I. Like there was still a minute. I was like, I don't want to listen to it anymore. Where, here's that part where we go kind of go opposite again, because like I enjoyed this track <laughs> enough that I didn't think about the length of it. Although it's not even really a long song to begin with. Oh. Um, this is the first song on this album so far. And I'm looking through the list here. The last song on this album that legitimately had me, ta had me tapping my toes and nodding my head. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's evil. <laughs> um, he does. Like, I will say this about this song. Uh, Tom Petty himself, or maybe even just like his band altogether, seem better suited to write these kind of like old rock and roll style songs, like, you know, rock and roll of like the 50s and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like this definitely had those and the, even the guitar solo had that kind of vibe to it. So, I mean, like it, they just seemed more suited 
at writing a song like this than anything else I've done. Granted, like I do like really like songs like uh, "Running on a Dream," and yeah. of course "Last Dance with Mary Jane" is like iconic. Uh, but like when it comes to this album specifically, like if there were more songs like this, it probably would have increased the score in the end. Yeah, because uh, I, I I enjoyed this one. This was this was probably the be- one of the better ones on the track or on the album. I can't say I agree. I can just nod and say yes. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like we are going to have zero matches this week. <laughs> Come on, don't do me like that. It's like the dad am, joke of transitions. Am I getting good at the transitions or am I just getting much, much worse? I don't know. I felt my esophagus go down in my stomach and I almost shit it out there for a minute. Cause, <laughs> God, that one really got me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it again. I'll do it. Don't again. do me like that in particular. <laughs> again, another one of his tracks that are just like, you know, played a lot on the radio, but I'm pretty yeah. sure you have something yeah. positive to say. Um, The intro drums and organ. I wrote chef's kiss. I like the intro. That's nice. Um, again, I'm not sure if I like the song because I like it or if because I've just heard it a lot. Um, but it, it feels like they didn't really waste any time. And I never noticed how short the song actually is. I thought it was a lot longer. You know what's, oh wait, no, sorry. That's the next song. <laughs> I'm going to get back to my regular notes here. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was literally looking at my notes for the next song and I was just like, wait a minute. None of this sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're professionals, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, the song, it doesn't sound terrible again. Like this is the part of the album where like things are starting to sound better. I'm just not that big on this song. Yeah, I've also heard it many times. I've, I grew up in a, a household that listened to classic rock music all the time. Y95.3, Q107, like all these old stations from like the 90s, 2000s, and they're obviously still around now, but still. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mean to keep peddling this, but like, I, I I do have a classic rock radio show that I do on Mohawk College's radio. Here you go. That there's shout out to Mohawk College on my shirt right there. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, like I do a classic rock show, so I listen to this type of stuff like all the time. Uh, I would never put this song on the show though, because I try not to pl- do the overplayed songs, and this is definitely one yeah. of them. Uh, I will oh, yeah. say though, this is like the catchiest song on the album by far. I believe at least uh the ending felt super abrupt though like i know it's a really short runtime mm-hmm. but i mean it's like did they forget to write an ending it just kind of it, it went and he's just like ah, ah, and then it fades out super quick i'm like did they mess up the last part of the track and just scrap <laughs> it like what happened here they ran out of uh, studio time they're like all right set that's a wrap we're done but we still got like three more songs to go it's like shut up you're not bob dylan <laughs> <laughs> There was actually, I don't remember what... Thank God he's not. I don't remember what song it was, but he was doing a pretty heavy Bob Dylan impression. I, I don't think it was intentional, <laughs> yeah. but he was like, eh, 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 and I was like, stop. <laughs> well, they were in the Traveling Wilburys together, so... Yeah. That was... Yeah. <laughs> he probably uh, picked up some of that twang and slang. Oh, Lord. All right, so... Yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah, song number seven, You Tell Me. Well, you tell me what you think of this. There's your transition. So, the beginning of this song, uh, I started singing Cheryl Crow is my favorite mistake. <laughs> um, definitely reminded me of it. Came far after this song. Um, this one, to me, sort of sounded like a demo. Um, uh, I'm still on the fence whether I like it or not. And uh, why is it so long? Oh, my God. Verbatim in my notes. 
I I do have a note about the length of the track. <laughs> um, so I mentioned that like the composition is decent for this track. Like it's it, it's fine, but again the consistent issue of this album nothing stands out to me yeah. <laughs> like it the, it sounds fine but just nothing pops out and really makes me go wow that's good mm-hmm. uh although i will say i do have i mentioned this earlier like i was gonna say something about the bass guitar it's this song here uh the bass lines in this one seems to be like the best parts of this track there's some really good fills in there the bass lines just clean sounds nice it's not just super generic so yeah like i'm not always looking for the most complex and like smart music but at the same time like i can deal with simple like just rock tracks but sometimes when you, you you spice it up with like you know some interesting fills or something like that or the riff sounds a little different like Make it exciting, especially in an album where I've said nothing but, wow, this sounds the same. Yeah, yeah. So it's moments like that that really make me appreciate this. But yes, I will say about the ending, too. It could have been 30 seconds shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%, like, just under four minutes, because it's over four minutes, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Whatever it is, just chop 30 seconds off. You don't yeah. need this. You're not doing anything in the outro. There's no guitar solo that's kind of like going crazy. They're not doing riff changing, chord changing. It's just, let's just stretch it out because we need two sides of a record. Yeah. Like I said, it's a it's a photo album that's just painted with sepia. That's it. Nothing else. And I, yeah. I mean, if it's got, if this is the photo album, like so far, I don't want to look at any more of these photos. I mean, yeah. my, eyes, my eyes are starting to burn a little bit from looking at all the oh. sepia tones. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. Uh, I yeah. Mm, I don't know. She says, shrugging with a confused look on her face. She know. says, knowing that damn well she chose this album this week. <laughs> I honestly did not listen to this critically in the past. Now that I no, have no. to, I'm like, oh my god, have my music like have my music tastes changed, or am I just smarter now? And I think it might be both. Are you saying Tom Petty writes music for idiots? You heard you heard it here first, people. <laughs> Actually, well, we'll see. Well, we'll see what we rated it because if it's for stupid people, then I mean, I might be part of this. Potentially. <laughs> uh, before we move on to the next song, actually, I'll, I'll make a note on that too. How you mentioned you've had to listen to this critically for like the first time. You, you never yeah. used to. And no one really does that with albums. Like if you like what you're hearing, you'll just listen to it. You'll enjoy it. And yep. you know the parts you like. So that's why you're so in love with an album. Uh, not giving a spoiler to our future schedule, but I listened to a few of the albums I've chosen down the road. Uh, just like, do I really feel like super good about this one? Uh, one of them was like iffy, but then the other two were like, hey, you know what? This still stands. And even critically, yeah. it still stands. So, I mean, yeah, the one that was iffy, though, that's going to be interesting to eventually Ooh. hop into. Exciting. If I ever remember to tell people what it is when the episode comes up, then I'll mention it. If not, which uh, 98% guaranteed I will forget to mention it. Yeah. Uh, We'll figure it out when we do it. Someone leave a comment and tell me to remind myself to tell all of you, and then I'll forget what I was even talking about in the first place. I'm going to listen to this going, I I still don't know. Still have no idea. All right. Well, speaking of iffy things, the, the question I asked myself about this album when I was listening to it, what are you doing in my life? <laughs> just, this is so bad. <laughs> I I can see this song being played in a barn while people are line dancing in front of them. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I guess I can see that kind of thing. I'm just trying to picture it. Yeah. Um, 
I think I mentioned this to you off camera. I don't think I said this on camera, but I'll say it now since we're getting pretty close to the end. Because I have a note here that says, sure, the energy picked up again a little more into this one. But this whole album has mostly felt like a bland drive down a straight road. <laughs> and that, like, listening to this song brought that thought back into my head. So I'm, I, I am sorry to uh, destroy your nostalgia here, but I mean, it's not having a very good time. <laughs> um, For me, I feel like my nostalgia kind of ended a couple songs ago. So, I mean, no offense taken there. I like the slide guitar blues influence, the very, I don't know, again, I might just really like him as a guitar player in general. Um, but uh, it, it's kind of like, like uh, what is even the losers where it'll play on the radio. I hear it in the background and I just sort of, you know, keep doing my thing or turn it on when I'm doing housework. Yeah. It's there, but I don't care. <laughs> I, but I care enough yeah. to not turn it off, but I don't yeah. care to exactly. party along to it or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe mouth the chorus a little bit and that's, that's yeah. When, it. when the hook comes around, then maybe like, fine. Yeah. actually that's, I, I unintentionally did this. This, tr this segues perfectly into my next point actually, <laughs> because I do, I've mentioned this straight up. I don't hate this song or anything, but again, like I, I made this kind of analogy here, and I think this is perfect. If you want to catch me, at least put a worm on the hook. Because I mean, like, Smart. so far this whole album has been like baiting me, but I see it's just a hook, so I'm not gonna go bite it. Yeah, I need a worm to bite onto, and so far this whole album is forgetting to put a worm on the hook. Yeah, and this song was no different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like write that down or something. I like yeah, it. <laughs> that's actually pretty. That's pretty clever. I like that. Like I don't like it in this context, but I like it in general. Well, you said it wasn't one of your nostalgic songs. I I appreciate that. We're way past that. Thank God. Even though um, I, I talk shit on refugee. <laughs> moving on. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. Uh, it just. It's. It's just one of the songs. Mm -hmm. That's really it. Well, we are on one of the songs that happens to be the last song now. Louisiana, Louisiana Rain. I'm just so done with this album, I can't even speak properly. Okay, <laughs> the first note I have. Besides literally no reason at all, what was with those five seconds of like weird dead note strumming banjo in the beginning? Yeah, I didn't know what was <laughs> happening. I had to check. I had to check Spotify and make sure I was I didn't hit next or hit a wrong song. I went back to the previous song. I already forgot the name of it. What are you doing in my life? Yep. I went back to the end of that track to make sure it wasn't like one of those things that kind of like transitioned into the next song slowly. Oh, yeah. It didn't. It came out of nowhere. Five seconds. Went dead. And then... Okay, I put this in all bold and all caps. I'm not going to yell it, but I mean, like, just imagine me yelling this. It was legitimately going somewhere interesting after that weird banjo part. Like, there was this cool, like, kind of synth thing. It was kind of, like, calm, but it was nice. It was, like, the most different composition there was on the album so far. Yep. But then, boom, right back to generic structure of a song. And why did it take one minute and eight seconds to get here? <laughs> I was not pleased. This is the most angry I've been at this album so far. If you listen to the physical record, would you have snapped it over your knee by now? 
If it was my record, yes. If it was someone else's, uh, yeah. I would tell them before I did it. <laughs> I'd just slide them some money first. Oh, I'd give them half the price of the album, not full price. I would not pay full price for this album. Not, like maybe if you get on like like the five dollar Bennett Value Village or something like that, maybe. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not getting full price for this one. <laughs> I'm surprised it took the whole album for a slower song. That it just it took the entire thing. Last one slow slower anyways definitely wasn't a ballad yeah but yeah. uh it was it like it felt like that going into the verse though like i was like oh yeah. we're getting into like ballad territory no it, it, it wasn't was, ballady it was kind of slower which is kind of nice but you could definitely tell you were you know closing up shop you're you're ready to finish the album's done and uh i could definitely see listening to it I'll see listening to it during a cross country trip across America. Not me. <laughs> it's like, well, it's just, it had that vibe to it where it's like, you're listening to like American heartland music, you know, listening to John Mellencamp or oh boy. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So you listen to that where you're driving through, uh, you know, the Midwest. And that's kind of the, the vibe I got from this, you know, driving in the, across the United States and I don't know it was one of those it's going to come up on the radio I'm not changing it but I'm going to listen to it the whole time so I mentioned that this song sounds like a, a like a cacophony if I'm using that word correctly of other songs on this album like it's just a giant like yeah. pour it all into a pitcher and hit like mix on the blender there that's kind of what this song was to me again it sounds nice uh there's once again a hook with no worm on it. Yeah. And knowing that the fisherman was going home after this track was over, I, I guess I'm a happy fish that I got to live another day and not have to deal with this fisherman again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get reeled in by him. Because my very last note, this is like the most ominous and funny note I wrote as a final note on any album we've done so far. The song is nearly six minutes, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yep. I got to the end of the song. I was like, the song is nearly six minutes. And, like, I kind of mean that in a bad way. So, I mean. I didn't even, I don't know. I don't think I even noticed that it started until it was, like, a minute and a half in. But then, you know, you kind of had that little intro and all that other junk in yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, it just sort of, I don't know. There wasn't any... There wasn't any peaks and valleys. It was just sort of a, I don't know, a, like a, a dying. A bland wave. drive down a flat road, just like I said. Yeah, kind of, huh? Dying wave pool. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I never used the word dying once. <laughs> you did. A but, wave pool at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. It, that, that was the thing with the ending of this song too I didn't even realize it ended until Refugee started playing again like the album looped oh. and I was just like oh what the hell and I had to stop and like I, everything was just so like ironed down flat that I didn't realize yeah. there was an end to the track I didn't even I missed the the quick fade out at the end I was just like what's happening oh yeah definitely quick like I, I assumed it would have like you know sort of tapered and you know off into the distance but it just that was it cut it off yeah well Speaking of cutting off, let's cut off the descriptions of this album now because, I mean, I feel like I've said a lot of nice things today. So, uh, obviously, our scores and our album ranking are going to reflect this. Yeah. It's yeah, time to tell. do the song rankings. Yeah. Uh, 
let's see here. I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking because I'm trying to make a, a wild guess before we start. I was thinking of whether or not we are going to have a match. It's starting to feel like we won't. I don't think so. I am not optimistic. I'm going to say we're going to have like a couple of close calls like we usually do. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say one. I'll say one. Yeah. We don't get any prizes for being right or wrong, but I mean. Well, it's all personal satisfaction, right? And the the joy that I get to leave not crying. Yet. <laughs> Once I tell you my album rating, maybe uh, you will. I mean, yikes. technically you, you already know, but the audience doesn't. Uh, yeah. Well, right. let's, let's start with number nine. Well, just before we do, hold on a minute. Uh, okay, just above our heads there, the graphic changed a little bit. Now we can rank the songs, because oh. now I can put them on the screen. Oh, jumped the gun there. You really did. I'm the editor. I know how to pace the episode. <laughs> All right, so song number nine. I mean, this shouldn't even be a secret refugee. <laughs> you tell me. Well, do I have to tell you why? No, that's my song, number nine. Oh, Tell I, forgot that was a, I forgot that, that was the name <laughs> of a song on the song. See, this is how like forgettable this was to me. Well, Mr. Editor, you can just make that cut right there. Oh, no, that's okay. I'll leave it in. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of adds to the whole thing of me like insulting the album. <laughs> okay, uh, number eight, Even the Losers. Century City. Okay, <laughs> I see. Wink, nudge. Uh, number seven, Louisiana Rain. What are you doing in my life? I thought you. Were, I thought you were gonna say you got it. <laughs> what? Uh, number six. Here comes the girl. My Louisiana girl. Rain. Damn, that is the one off, isn't it? Yep. Louisiana. There we go. Uh, five. I got. What are you doing in my life? Shadow of a doubt. Shadowman. My number four is You Tell Me. Here comes my girl. Yeah, we're not matching anything. Not matching a single one. Number three, Don't Do Me Like That. Seriously? I thought that was going to be your number one. Yeah, it's my number three. That is. A hundred percent, yeah. Okay, so. That's really surprising. This Okay, so this happened uh, during the, I want to point this out, during the Nirvana episode, when we matched Breed, and just before we did, I was like, you know what, I have a bad feeling we're not doing anything, and then, <laughs> and then it happened, like, immediately after, it happened again immediately after, yep. so don't I, do me yeah. like that. I thought that was going to be your number one, that's why I was like, yeah, no, nothing. Hell no. <laughs> I like it, but not that much. Uh, my number two is Shadow of a Doubt. Even the Losers. Losers. And my number one is Century City. Mine's Refugee. I, I I love that song. Refugee. So I like how my bottom two are your top two. <laughs> you know how often this happened? I mean, this happened way more than once. It's happened like three oh, yeah. times now. Yep. Oh, my God. So look at that. We actually got a match. Top three. I, I, I did tell you, I think, off air that if we were going to match... It wasn't going to be like top three. It was going to be like six, seven, or eight. Yep. We got exactly top three. Hell yeah. Well, we got one more to add to the mix then. I think after the Chili Peppers, our lifetime match is now at like 12 something percent. So this is going to be just a tiny little one to add on there. Like 0.05 of an increase. Alrighty then. That's our quick rating of the songs, and now well, ranking of the songs. Even that's whatever. It's all the same thing. Who cares? <laughs> because now we go on to rating the record title track, please. Drum roll. So, 
uh, just before we give away those scores, I, I will say like when I like we we I'll just speak for myself. Rate songs out of ten. No matter how many songs are on an album, every song is out of ten. Uh-huh. When I was giving the scores, I knew it was. I mean, it's it's not a surprise by now. I knew it was going to be low. I didn't think of how low it was going to be. Uh, so just before we give away those scores, I guess this is the part of the, or I transition over to the album rating screen so we can see the physical version of where this album will sit. So editor me, would you please? Yeah. Before this, I'm going to go get a drink, <laughs> a hard, stiff drink. All right. We can finally give you our album rating scores bec- and, uh, we've been kind of teasing it. It's, it's not looking pretty. We'll say that much. You know, let, let's start with the positives. Uh, Savannah, what did you rate the record? Okay, so I know that my facial expressions and uh, my heavy sighing would say that I would rank it fairly high. But surprisingly, my score came out to 67.77. You just barely rated it higher personally than Malibu Ken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like how that album is on par with Malibu Ken to you. That's, I'm really opening your eyes to things now. Yeah, and they're terrifying and I hate it, so stop. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, then that leads down to my absolutely no, titanic don't. score. No, please don't. Oh, let's see. Got to get ready to move the album up here. All righty then. It's uh, it's a pretty decent. Uh oh. Oh, something's going wrong. Uh oh. What's that? I rated it forty-eight point three three. Oh, the very first F tier rating album. But don't worry. This is a combined score. So no, Damn Tom right Petty does. Tom Petty did not fail school. <laughs> uh, maybe he did in real life. I don't know. But. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our very first D-tier album. I don't have the exact number, but it's like 58-something percent. So there he is below Baby. Actually, there's a, that picture literally has Baby Dick in it. Boom, it's pointing out at Tom Petty. He's down in the D-tier. I hate how this turned out. How do you think uh, I felt about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I rated it like 80, and you rated it 60. <laughs> Which is no, still, I stand by that though. I stand by that one. Which is funny because like the deficit between like our score on this album and the Chili Peppers album, the Chili Peppers is still the bigger deficit. Yeah. Whereas this one just barely smaller. <laughs> but yes, Tom Petty is down there in the D tier. <laughs> so he it, didn't. It hurts he, my heart. He didn't quite fail, but he might want to go to summer school to improve those scores. <laughs> And who knows? Like, again, like I'm not huge on Tom Petty, but at the same time, I'm willing to bet that at least one of his albums is pretty decent, pretty solid. Uh-huh. It just wasn't this one for me. I'm sorry. All right, that's it. We are reviewing all of them. See, I'm too too anxious with such gusto to uh, to redeem Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers that, you know what? The next six weeks are all going to be Tom Petty. Nothing else. That's it. And that's how we lose an entire fan base in one sitting. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's, it's slightly disappointing. But then I look at the score that I gave it and I'm like, you know what? I I also have to blame myself. This It was not as, I don't know, not as big to me as it, as it used to be. So it's those critical ears. They are a blessing and a curse. 
yeah, you're you're probably just still in love with the nostalgia of certain tracks. Yeah. And I mean, oh, yeah. th- that is a big reason as to why it's probably better to listen to albums critically. Like, by all means, you can still like an album. You can still love tracks on an album. But maybe it's just not as good an album as you rem- re- remember it being. There we go. I can speak. <laughs> yeah. such a short album and yet i can't talk anymore it's taking my words away yep yep oh and by the way i have my notes up here now for anyone wondering 58.05 was the final score so like you couldn't just you know finagle it a little bit knock it up to a 60 oh i was gonna say i'd knock it down from a 48.33 just to an even 48 if you want me to now you know what I think. I think fifty-eight is pretty good. Yeah, sounds good. That's right. That's where we're gonna. Mm-hmm. That's where we're gonna leave it. Maybe one day when we re-review it, and then you realize, wait a minute, this isn't as good as I remember. <laughs> Even a forty-five. I mean, you're like finally. Yeah, it goes up just a little bit, just to hit a sixty. Man. Man, oh man. You know what though? I kind of like this because I was always afraid that we're, which so far it has been saturating just two tiers, but now we finally hit a third tier. Yeah, I honestly didn't think it would be this album, but. Uh... We have we have reached new heights or new lows, really. But to be fair, behind the scenes, I have let you know in the past, I've, I've never really been huge into Tom Petty. Yeah. I went into this album as unbiased as possible, fresh set of ears, especially because I've never listened to this one all the way through. Yeah. And I've said it once, said it twice, I'll say it again. A very bland drive down a very straight road. Yeah. It's kind of like you're driving through Saskatchewan. Oh, there you go. Now I'm just ripping on provinces and cities and stuff. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll save all my ripping for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which if you re-listen to the episode, you can go ahead and listen to everything all over again. And everything I say will have new context now. Yep. <laughs> but that is the end of the episode. Probably the shortest episode we've done so far. And mm-hmm. I mean, for good reason. It was a short album, like 34, 36 minutes. Yeah. Not long at all. But anyways, thank you very much for making it this far, hanging out with us and uh, listening to us either love or hate Tom Petty. <laughs> I we For me, I would love to hear who you agree with, whether you agree with me or Chris. Better be me, but it could be Chris. You know, comment under YouTube video, send us an email on Instagram and Facebook. You can do everything. Yeah, we're on Rate the rec- rate the Record podcast. There we go. I'm going to get it correctly 100% <laughs> one day. Or you could even be at the one of the – you could be at the 58% point. You could be at that middle point where like, eh, it's okay, but eh. <laughs> yep. But, yes, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We're on TikTok, all at Rate the Record podcast. Um, Twitter is Rate the Record, but I might very well just rebrand that to Rate the Record podcast. So if that doesn't work for you, just check our link tree, uh, uh, link tr.ee slash rate the record and it'll have the appropriate link in there for you so yeah hit that like button subscribe button leave comments everywhere because again building community we love you all and we want you to be a part of what we're doing no matter how much we hate each other oh yeah (laughs) yes which uh every episode is increasingly so i mean the last two have been kind of a battlefield now Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, though, uh, th- we didn't really do this uh, last week for this episode, but we're going to continue it on now, is uh, giving a hint for the next episode. Ooh, la la la. Um, so, this one was uh, not too kind on one end, but kind on the other, kind-ish. Uh, I think we're going to get back into the swing of things and get like closer to our scores next week. We have a, a band who isn't really around anymore, but a lead singer who's very well known throughout the music world in many different bands i i don't even want to say bands or songs that he's been like i don't want to spoil it i don't really know how to 
it's a very weird band uh but probably one of their most normal albums we'll say that much oh, yeah? I, don't, I don't really know how else to describe it uh without giving any sort of detail away yeah uh, but the prolific lead singer who's even done like voice in sound effects stuff in movies, including I Am Legend. Go ahead and look up that footnote. Maybe that'll give it away right there. But anyway, yeah, that's coming up next week. Uh, I have a feeling the score is going to be a lot better. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I have a, I have a good feeling. I think you're going to appreciate <laughs> it. Anyways, yep, that's all we have the time, all the time we have for this week. But you can come back same time, same place next week. Yeah. Join us for our brand new episode of Rate the Record. Until then, go listen to some awesome music, and we will see you next time. Bye bye.